Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Death, starring Nicole and Jemmy and Maria QK. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mother Knows Death. Let's get started with the story of the week. So first, we're going to talk about Wendy Williams' new diagnosis. So starting in 2021, Wendy Williams took a leave from her hit talk show, um, which kind of really confused everybody. She hasn't really been seen much in the public eye, so people are kind of like, what's going on? For those of you unfamiliar, Wendy Williams started in the 80s as this radio host. She became really well known for her blunt takes on pop culture, and just she kind of was one of the first people to start just talking very honestly about what she thought about celebrities, so I really respect that from her. I personally loved her talk show. She got the talk show in 2008. I always thought it was really fun. She had a really charismatic way about going about it when, you know, some of these other shows were pretty stiff and boring or like Ellen pretending to be nice and dance all the time, (laughs) making everybody uncomfortable. So in 2022, she, uh, Wendy Williams, ended up undergoing a very public court-ordered financial guardianship. So this has been kind of a mess. Like, what's going on? A couple years ago, Lifetime put out this biopic about her that wasn't done really that well. I watched it. I learned a lot about her life um, through her all of her success. You know, her family didn't treat her that great. Her She really struggled with fertility. She ended up having a son, and she really wanted a girl, only to find out that her husband cheated on her and later impregnated a woman with a baby girl. So that oh, was that it. sucks. Yeah, a really huge blow to her. Um, I think because of all these struggles she had in her life, she turned to alcohol to kind of cope with, you know, just the stressors of being a famous person and then having all of this go on in your personal life. So now it's coming out that she has dementia that they think is brought on by her alcoholism as well as aphasia. So it it's actually kind of crazy. So it's already known that if you have, if you have, use of chronic alcohol throughout your entire life, you're at an increased risk for dementia. But it's actually interesting because adults that start drinking when they're older in life. So I don't know if she has been an alcoholic her whole life or she just started. But usually adults that start when later in life, like after 50 years old, they're, they've done some studies to determine that these people might have early onset dementia and that they are turning to alcohol as a result of that. So that's kind of an interesting thing. I'm not really sure when she started, but um yeah, it gives it it gives so it's frontal temporal lobe, so it gives um the symptoms can range from just not being able to do things like the dishes or cook dinner, not remember how to do things to having difficulty walking and just say just acting like really weird because that's the part of your brain that is responsible for your personality. So um, 
it's not a surprise that she's I think that people have been thinking that she's she's kind of acting crazy over the past couple of years. And I mean, she's we got to take into consideration she's only 59 years old. And I think that she's in the news a lot recently because of this documentary that people are are saying that might be exploiting her. And I haven't seen it yet. Is it even out yet? Yeah. So the the docu-series came out on Lifetime over the weekend. And the problem people are having with it is now that this diagnosis has been revealed, they don't think she was in the proper mindset to consent to being followed around for a few years following her journey. And the documentary really focuses on her family trying to reclaim their guardianship because a couple years ago, Wells Fargo, her bank, noticed really unusual transactions going on with her accounts and therefore fought to have her in a legal guardianship, making sure that somebody wasn't trying to manipulate her and take all of her money out. So she went under the guardianship of this New York City attorney and the family's been really pissed about it. And the documentary is them highlighting why they think they should reclaim that guardianship. But in my mind, I don't think they've really treated her very right. You know, she had the problem with her husband having affairs. I'm pretty sure her only child stole a lot of money from her. So it's kind of like, what's their intention in all of this? And the the lawyer has now put a lawsuit forth towards Lifetime saying that they don't think this should can should be aired. Well, they didn't want it to be aired at all. And now that it's been aired, they want to try to cut it from replaying. So it's just kind of really sad because it shows her in a downward spiral. She has crazy mood swings. She'll be getting her nails done in one scene and being really nice to the nail tech and then all of a sudden yelling at that person. And nobody wants to watch somebody, you know, struggle with this. And I think it's really difficult. Yeah. And I've seen I've seen just photograph stills in the articles and she looks she looks terrible and she looks her eyes look really alarming. Right. Have you and she's always had bulging eyes. She has a history of Graves disease. Yeah. And Graves disease is an autoimmune condition of the thyroid gland that makes your thyroid produce too much thyroid hormone, which could then it could just cause a, a, a lot of different symptoms, including like an increased heart rate. And it, it increases your metabolism, right? You also could get something called Graves, uh, Graves eyes disease, which is when there's inflammation behind the eye and it could cause, it could cause like fat to build up or behind the eye and around the eye, which causes it then to bulge out and look like that. So that, that makes sense as to why her eyes look so, like just so different from than they even normally look. But, um, she, she just looks like she's not all there and it is upsetting. And I think that her publicist was even saying that she wouldn't be cool with being shown like this. Like she would be mortified if she was shown like this. And one of our great friends, her mom has dementia and she always says that, that her mom would, would like die if she knew how she was living right now. And I think that a lot of people that are taking care of parents or older relatives that have dementia say the same thing, that they wouldn't want to really live like that, let alone be on national TV like that. And clearly it's because somebody's like, this is, I wanted to mention this, that um, in one of the, the, I think it was the New York Post article, it was titled and it said, none of us should watch the heartbreaking Wendy Williams documentary. Like that's what they wanted because what happens when you say nobody should watch this? Like everybody's going to watch it, right? Yeah, exactly. And we, you know, this is making me really sad because we have an interview coming up next week about um, people that go unclaimed after they die and what happens with their ashes. And 
the authors follow around this woman that's kind of in a similar situation. She doesn't have much family that cares for her. And then when she has a couple nieces and nephews come around and realize she has money, then all of a sudden they want a guardianship over her instead of a neighbor that actually really has her best intentions in mind. So it makes me upset to think that her family's putting on this public image of, oh, we care, but I just think there's kind of nefarious intentions behind it. And that would, that's what really makes me question it because they haven't really been that awesome to her in the past, especially considering she provided them with an incredible lifestyle. All right, let's get on to some other celebrity news. Some really cool guy died this week. I was kind of bummed out to hear about that yesterday. I'm so sad that Richard Lewis has died at 76 after having a heart attack. Um, Last April, he came out and said he was struggling with Parkinson's disease, so he was going to be retiring from stand-up comedy but would continue his acting bout. The irony in all of this is He has always been in the show Curb Your Enthusiasm. He has been best friends with Larry David. They first met when they were 12 years old. And he said when he first met Larry when they were 12, he hated him. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. 10 years later, they reunited on the stand-up comedy scene and just kind of hit it off from there. So it's cool because he said that their relationship in the show really mimics their relationship in real life. And they just go off and say whatever they want to each other. And in the episode that came out two weeks ago, um, Richard's character, who is a false version of his real life self, said to Larry he wanted to put Larry as a beneficiary in his will, and they got in a fight because Larry said, "You just want me to put you as a beneficiary in my will." <laughs> so it's definitely really, really sad. He's so funny. I love him on that show. That's where I'm most familiar with him. I know he's in Robin Hood too, and he's he's his claim to fame was he he claims he coined the term from hell so like date from hell we had an episode called flight from hell so i really use that terminology a lot and i think he was just a really cool guy and it's sad to see yeah and he so he had parkinson's and there is some association so he ended up actually his cause of death was from a heart attack that's what that's what the news says anyway and we know that they say that about everybody so we have to use a little caution with that but there is association with parkinson's and heart disease because it can affect the autonomic nervous system, which is responsible for like the heart rate and blood pressure and everything. So there has been a strong association with that. And then also there is a stronger association with these patients that have an increased risk for ischemic heart disease. And they don't really know why, but there is an increase risk of it. So it's totally possible. It's just a bummer because he was, he was 76. And I think 76 is still, you lived, I think it's, I have all these like, um, I don't know what I, what you call the milestones that you would hit just based upon all the autopsies I've done and all the dead people I've seen. And I always say like 70 is 75 to 80 years old. If you die, it's kind of young still, in my opinion, but you still lived a full life. You you more than likely got to, you know, get married or have kids or do something really great with your career and see lots of different decades and and have really a fulfilled life at that point. So it's just a bummer that because 76 is still kind of young. Yeah. So in other news, comedian Amy Schumer has now also come forward to say she was diagnosed with Cushing syndrome. So can you explain what Cushing's is? I know we had a case of it in your book. Yeah, I was going to say that. So first, I, I'm not surprised because I diagnosed her with this like months ago, right? I, yeah. I, when I... I 
her face. And the reason I say that is because when people have Cushing, they have this very classic face called a moon face. And all these people are like talking shit and saying that her face is fat and all. And I'm looking at it like, no, she has some kind of health issue going on. It was really clear. So Cushing's is a disorder of the adrenal gland where it makes too much cortisol. And it could happen for different reasons. You can, it can make too much cortisol because of a pituitary tumor because you're, which is actually in your brain, which sounds weird, but the pituitary gland controls the adrenal gland. So that could cause it. You could have a tumor in the actual adrenal gland, or it could be caused by people that take steroids. Like, so people that have not, not the kind you would think if, if you were trying to uh, build muscle or something, but if you took steroids, if you were sick, chronic steroid use like prednisone or something like that for people that have like rheumatoid arthritis or something like pop-up took that drug for a long time. Um, it also causes other signature things. You get something called a what we would call like a buffalo hump. It's like a large aggregate of fat between your shoulder blades, like up on the top of your neck. Um, and I don't know if she has that. I never really looked, but now I actually will try to look after that. But you can get liposuction to remove that actually. So if she did have that, she could have gotten it removed. But um, also the, these very signature, like really dark stretch marks that you could get on your abdomen. So uh, I think that the the message here is that she can go, you could get blood tests to figure out if you have this and you can go, you can take medications and sometimes reverse the symptoms of this. Um, you should really check out the, so in my book, in the adrenal gland chapter, we talk about Cushing's and I thought that case was really important to show because the the woman that I, I showcase in the book, that it's her case, she showed pictures of what she looked like. And then after she developed Cushing's, what she looked like two years later, and you could see that she got all of the classics. She got the moon face and she got the stretch marks and everything like that. And you could, it, it's just crazy to see what she looked like before and what she looked like after and just the effect that too much cortisol on your body could have. Yeah, so people first started questioning this. Her The new season of her show, Life and Beth, just came out, and she went on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon to promote it. And, you know, classic internet trolls were just like, she must be pregnant. What's up with her? Why does she look like that? And it, I feel bad that she had to come out and be like, I'm dealing with something, assholes. Like, just leave me alone. Yeah, I mean, it, exactly. It's just, I mean, that's how it is, right? I saw I saw some picture of... of um. Taylor Swift wearing one of her outfits for her concert and, um, you know, the one that she's most commonly with and it was zoomed into her belly and it was like, oh my God, is she pregnant? And I, I was like, well, it looks flatter than mine does. And I've even had a tummy tuck like, okay, this is, this is just what people do. It's so irritating. Yeah. All right, let's get on to the freak accidents. So an NYU doctor was eating at Raglan Road Restaurant in Disney Springs. She told the waiter that she was highly allergic to dairy and nuts, to which they guaranteed the staff would prepare the food allergen-free. And I would say, in my opinion, I think Disney is really good about allergies and making sure to note them and everything. But uh, not in this case, because apparently she died shortly after eating the meal, and then it revealed that she had elevated levels of dairy and nuts in her system. So now her husband is suing Disney. I also agree with you. I think that we know people that are super like have celiac disease and they feel safe eating at Disney World. But 
I don't know how I feel about this because ultimately I think that that's not this particular case I would just say is not really Disney's problem like I I feel like it's a, I feel like we've had this conversation multiple times in different cases if you have an allergy that's that bad I I just don't think it's fair to to put the responsibility on the 17-year-old kid in the kitchen that that's cooking that might have five people who called out of work and is overwhelmed and stuff. I just I just think it's not fair. No, I agree with you because I, I say this all the time. As good as Disney could be about relaying allergies, and I think there is some level of, you know, I think a lot of people, especially late teens, get hired and serving jobs and they don't understand the importance of being aware of food allergies. You know, I worked with somebody for a really long time that thought soy was wheat and there is gluten in soy sauce but they're not like the same thing so that was really hard understanding or people that just didn't understand that vegan was no animal products at all things like that let me tell you something let me tell you something really messed up I used to work at a pizza place when I was a kid right and they didn't want to tell customers that they didn't offer decaf coffee so they would say do you have decaf and they told us to say yeah we do And you know what the difference was? We poured the same cup of coffee for everyone. And when we gave the customers decaf, we gave them one with a red straw in it. It, And that like looking back, I mean, like, but I was I was a kid and I was like, oh, that's not cool. They're going to be up all night. But there's people that have, you know, when you get older and you learn about shit, there's people that have heart disorders that can't have caffeine. And like, how fucked up is that to just to do that? But like, ultimately, like. That restaurant owner didn't care, right? They just were trying to make money off of selling a coffee. Yeah, I think it's I too think much it could, to put in people's hands like that. I think it could boil down to just innocent mistake. You know, sometimes servers are really working hard and like things just slip through the cracks. And obviously they should try to do their best. But things like this just happen. And it's not they're not intentionally trying to kill somebody and they're not even necessarily being negligent. Just things happen. But I just yeah, I kind of agree with you. Like. I think that the person took the proper... It's just one of those weird things. I think the person took the proper steps in alerting them of the allergy. But if your allergy is so severe that you could possibly die, then I don't know how you would go about that. Because I feel like it's kind of one of those... Those things are so hard to avoid. Dairy and nuts in a food establishment that maybe you shouldn't eat out. Yeah, I mean, that's how that's how I feel too. I don't think... I don't think it's necessarily fair to tell a person that they can't ever eat out the rest of their life. But like, I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't trust it. Especially, I say that all the time with the, with the kids, with the peanut allergies and shit. Like if I had a kid that had a peanut allergy that was that bad, I absolutely would not send them to school. Like I just, I would be too afraid to send them to school because why is it the responsibility of other parents to not by accident like our, our one of our schools or camps or something had a peanut policy and then one day i sent her with i don't even know it was like something that came with reese's pieces m&ms in it and i like didn't even realize it because i don't have a kid with a peanut allergy so i don't pay attention to it and they called me and were like you really can't send that to school and blah 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 and i was like oh sorry like i just it i didn't intentionally do it it just was an accident but what if my kid gave it to a kid that had the peanut allergy and stuff? Like, you're going to sue me because my your kid died? That's just not my problem. That's how I look at it. Yeah, it's, it's a hard thing because, 
you want to try your best to accommodate the person, but at the same time, the whole world can't accommodate to very few people that are affected. So, all right. So the next story I would say is now this is something I say is lawsuit worthy. <laughs> so in May 2022, a New Mexico high school chemistry teacher encourage students to duel with swords. So what could possibly go wrong, you might ask? Well, very quickly, somebody was injured pretty badly. So the Why would a chemistry teacher, like, you could, not that you could see, but let's say, let's say it was a, a social studies teacher that was teaching about, I don't even know, some sword fighting uh, historical thing and wanted to bring it to the classroom to make it a fun day what in what on earth is a chemistry teacher ever having to bring swords into school to to demonstrate with the children i it doesn't even make any sense to me let me bring back another tale of my favorite class in high school which was honors chemistry in my junior year so <laughs> um I think of like when we had, you know, we had break days, right? Where like the, the learn learning chemistry is pretty intense sometimes, especially when you're a little kid and like trying to understand stuff. So we would have break days where we'd play like bingo or around Christmas time. My teacher was really cool and was like, if you guys bring in breakfast ingredients, we'll like make sandwiches during our lab day, right? Because we had like an hour and a half class instead of 45 minutes. Not let me bring in some swords and you guys can duel. So, you know, the number one rule in the lab is that you shouldn't eat in the lab, but well, continue. We cleaned and it was fine. We we <laughs> made, um, around this time, Paula Dean released this sandwich that was like two, it was like a burger with eggs in between two Krispy Kreme donuts. So that we made that. sounds amazing. It was, <laughs> we made it and it was amazing. Anyway, so this teacher took a Catania and Rapier, I'm probably saying that wrong, style swords to school this day and had students rearrange the desk to form a ring in the middle of class and square <laughs> off. So the first set of kids went for two minutes. Two minutes is kind of a long time to be, quote, dueling. So, um, yeah, the next round of kids goes and then, you know, a sword clips one of the girls and it ends up being really bad and now she has permanent injuries. So th this is something that really pissed me off about the article. I don't know if it was the article or the um, the lawsuit, but it says that she suffered a, quote, deep and large laceration across her right hand and wrist that is inconsistent with a prop sword. I can't stand when people use the word laceration to describe a, an injury by a sharp, sharp object. It seriously drives me like that's. An it's an incisional wound. It's a sharp knife. It's not a laceration is from, from blunt trauma. Like if she got hit on the arm with a baseball bat and her, her skin split open, that would be a laceration. So that's just my little like pet peeve or whatever. But this chick had to go to the hospital and get surgery to repair her tendons. Like it was that bad. She has permanent nerve damage in her hand that you you know like when I partially amputated my finger a couple summers oh ago, my God. I still I I still don't have feeling in my fingertip. <laughs> like I never will again for the rest of my life. It's a it's a permanent injury. We really and I have curse a curse with hands. So for I want to say I was first when I was washing that glass that broke and then sliced my hand, which missed my nerve by like a millimeter. Yeah, but that left like a gnarly scar on. No, your I hand. have. No, I have a really gross scar on my hand, and it's purple, like, in the winter time around that area. <laughs> um, and then you cut your finger, and then Louis cut his finger really Oh, yeah, too. I forgot about that. Yeah, so I, I think 
Now, from the perspective of like, okay, I'm sending my 16-year-old kid to school and I get a phone call that she got cut with a sword that you wouldn't even use in this country, right? Like, why is that even there? And she's in surgery getting her tendons repaired. Fuck yeah, I'm going to sue the school over that shit. Wait, so you're leaving out key good parts. So (laughs) as soon as the 16-year-old girl got injured, the teacher said, I'm in trouble and then made all the kids delete oh, yeah. any videos they were taking like okay they were gonna do that right and with iphones there's error prevention now so if you delete something there's like another level of deleting so you can show your teacher like oh i deleted it but it's in that secret folder right on your what, phone what is happening in the world right now this is you're sitting there saying oh when i went to high school like we had a we played bingo and i i want to say like you went to high school what 12 12 years ago now you graduated i graduated yeah uh 11 years ago. 11 years ago, right? That 11 years ago in this time period might as well be 50 years because what like what is happening so, in the world right now? So they didn't call 911 for like a half hour and they didn't even tell so they they didn't tell her guardian which was her grandfather in for 20 minutes after it happened and then they didn't call 911 for another 10 minutes after that. Which you know if really it could have it could have lacerated. No, it could have cut her radial artery so, and it could have been an, an issue. So the really. lawsuit is not only naming the chemistry teacher, but also the assistant principal who wrote the who wrote uh, the incident up as, quote, a lesson on metal and melding. And the student accidentally cut another student with it. OK. Wait, it was a lesson on metal and welding? It says it says melding. I'm going to say it. that's not correct because I'm not yeah, familiar with a, that word. I, I'm not either, but so I would say it's... that had to be a typo in the article. Anyway, the teacher was fired two months later, which I feel like is kind of a long time to yeah. wait. How many other sword fights occurred during that time? Exactly. I mean, who... You know, even when you have the activity of fencing, they have the swords, but they're... Like, I don't think you could really get hurt with those. And you're wearing well, a full yeah, suit, too. You're wearing, like, a chainmail suit, right? That's that's the point, because it can, it can cut you because it's a giant knife. It's just the dumbest shit I ever heard. Okay, flight attendants warn against this TikTok hack. So a viral TikTok's going around where a girl is saying that if you um, curl up on your seat, this is in the applicable to the economy section only, apparently, because the seats don't go back. So if you're in economy... You can curl up on your seat and tie your seatbelt around your feet so that if you fall off, you don't like slide down in the chair since you can't recline. To which flight attendants are saying, Are you fucking idiots? (laughs) Yeah, like what happens if there's something called turbulence? Or like, imagine if the oxygen mask falls and you're all like curled up in a fetal position trying to handle that situation. Or Let's say there's like extreme turbulence to the point where you might be like flying out of your seat and hitting the ceiling. Do you want to have to unbuckle your seatbelt and then rebuckle it again during a time like that? Or like if the door flies off or something like that? I mean, just think about all the what ifs that could happen. Like we just need to remember as a society that just because TikTok says something doesn't mean it's a good idea, which we see over and over and over again. Listen, I want to like scream at my kids every night because the the thing with these kids that are from like 10 to 12 years old is this they're obsessed with skincare right and my daughter will say she doesn't do tiktok but she watches youtube videos which are probably TikTok the same thing yeah it's the same shit so she'll say 
oh, so-and-so says that I can't use these peptides on my skin and all this stuff. And I'm like, you're like, define peptides, Lillian. (laughs) And I say, I also say to her, I'm like, look, I'm like, look at my skin. Do you think I have okay skin for, for an old person? And she says, yeah. And I said, well, then listen to me. Just don't use any of that shit on your face because all they want you to do is get more zits so then you buy more shit. Like, it, d- don't listen to all this stuff this guy's saying. And she, I had this good conversation with her and I was like, yes. Like, it, I got to her, right? And then I wake up the next morning and she's got a giant zit on her face. This kid's got like the most, but we call her butters because her skin looks like buttery porcelain skin. And- She's got this giant, like, abscessed zit on her face. And it's because of all that crap she puts on her face, right? And, um, and, I, and I say, like, why is everything that these, these influencers on YouTube say trump anything else that anybody else says? It, 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 it just makes no sense. Yeah, it really doesn't. It really is. It's driving me nuts because it's happening with everything in the world. All right. Next, a woman dies after getting her hair caught in a wheel at a freak accident while she was go-karting. Oh, God. So this was the day before her 33rd birthday. She was out with friends. Um, she slammed into a, bar- a barrier while go-karting at high speed. The impact then caused her helmet to be thrown off. And when a worker went to go help her, she was unconscious and said her very long hair was caught in one of the wheels of the go-kart. So we have a, cu- a couple cases of this in the gross room, actually, where women with long hair get their hair caught in machinery, and it, it's actually really disturbing what happens because it, it can literally just, like, rip your scalp off Ugh. of your skull. And these and these cases that I show in the gross room are people who have survived these accidents, but I'm telling you, they can't usually reattach it, and then you have to get this crazy skin grafting done. Um your hair doesn't grow back unless you get grafts done for that. And um, it's just terribly sad. But that's there's certain things that you that I don't really think they emphasize. Like, I don't think when you go on a roller coaster at Disney World or something that they say, like, make sure you tie your hair back. And most people's hair isn't that long, like down to their butt or whatever, that it would even be an issue. But it is something I think about on those roller coasters that are really close to the tracks. You know, when they go underneath another track and they're really close. And there's there's a case actually in the gross room of a woman that got her, her scalp ripped off at a carnival from a ride as well. Oh, my God. It's How And I don't know if that's what happened in this case, but whatever happened, it, it could have. I mean, if it got caught in, in the... um the wheel and she was going fast she could have had an internal decapitation i mean it could have ripped her her head right off of her neck i don't even know it's just terrible no so scary and you would think that well i guess now going forward i've heard this story so i now know i mean my hair's not that long but if i'm in a situation like that i would most likely put it in a ponytail or something we need to carry around a checklist of all the things because of all these stories like you just okay, can never live life just if well, so I do these posts on Instagram all the time and people just they'll always like that's the most common um the most common comment is like new fear unlocked. It's like that's yeah. <laughs> that's like the whole entire point of this podcast, right? This episode is brought to you by Olive and June. So guys, in 2020 I was first introduced to Olive and June. 
During the pandemic, it was a really awesome tool to have because I could do my nails in the comfort of my home, but also have salon quality grade. So I really absolutely despise going to the nail salon. It's it's one of those things most people see as a treat, but I really don't. I'm very busy. I don't often have time to go to the salon. I feel like I'm never satisfied with how my nails look after. So when I was introduced to Olive in June, it was kind of a huge game changer to me. So I want to talk to you about the Manny system a little bit because it has really changed my life as far as doing my nails, loving the way they look, and being able to do them on my my own time. Even last night, for example, I watched the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion and I was able to just paint my nails and have them look great. So when you get the Manny kit with Olive and June, you get everything you need for an at-home manicure that looks absolutely incredible. And the best part is if you get this set, your manicures can boil down to be about $2 per manicure, which saves so much money. So one of my favorite parts of Olive and June is they made this thing called the Poppy. If you're watching YouTube, I'm showing this. So it's this little thing. When you get their colors, you can take the lid off and pop the thick part right off and then pop the poppy right on top so that you could take your non-dominant hand and paint evenly which I can't even tell you was the struggle of my life. <laughs> I think that's probably why a lot of people avoid painting their own nails because they could do one hand really awesome and then the other hand looks like a three-year-old did it. Yeah and you know I was asking you to do my nails a lot before that because I'm just like I don't know what my problem is. I'm very artistic. I'm good at regular painting. I'm good at baking. I always say the two things I don't succeed at in life are making pancakes and painting my nails. But at least <laughs> at least that's kind of changed with this. So today I'm wearing the long lasting polish in the color Stinton Sunset. This is my signature color with them. If you look on YouTube, it looks really cute. It matches my engagement ring, which I love. Um, because of my color OCD, I only can do various shades of pink. So if you watched last week's episode, I was wearing the quick dry in point because, again, to reiterate, I'm a busy woman and I don't always have time for my nails to dry. So well, let me give you my experience <laughs> with Olive and June. So as you guys know, I get my nails done at the salon all the time and I hate it. I hate it so bad. I don't like going. And the reason that I have to go to the salon all the time is because I started getting my nails done when I was a teenager and my nails are absolutely destroyed to the point where I can't even not have like a thick layer of protection on them. And I hate that. So one of the things that I wanted to do for my children who are very interested because I have two little girls and they want to paint their nails, I love Olive and June for the kids. Not only is it, it's just really easy to use that they could even use it to paint their own nail polish and it doesn't look super sloppy, but it's also awesome because at the nail salon, they put kids' hands, I see it all the time when I'm there, little kids' hands under the UV lights. And it's been proven that UV lights are terrible for everyone's skin, including children's delicate developing skin. So I love it for my kids and I wish that my nails weren't completely permanently destroyed, but unfortunately they are. Yeah. So that's one of the best parts of Olive and June is it doesn't damage your nails in the way gel or acrylics do. They also have these amazing press-on nails. So what's really cool is they could come in designs so you could have the cute little design that's already painted on them, or you could paint your favorite color right over them if they're lasting really long. So they're giving us a really awesome deal for you guys today, which I know I'm certainly using because I <laughs> definitely want to buy more colors. So if you visit oliveandjune.com slash MKD, you can get 20% off of your first system. 
So that's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash M-K-D for 20% off of your first system. Thanks, Olive and June. Okay, let's get started with violent crime. So last week, a 22-year-old nursing student named Lakin Riley was reported missing after not returning home while on a jog on the University of Georgia campus. So her body was found later that day in the woods behind Lake Herrick, and she was found unconscious, not breathing, and had visible injuries. It was determined later that she died from blunt force trauma to the head, and a man named Jose Obara, who's 26-year-old, has now been charged in the connection with her death. Do you know how insulting it is that they are putting out articles that say that there's a problem with women who want to run and that they're getting murdered or raped or kidnapped, like... Why why are why is that even the concern out of all of these cases? It's, it's just same, so nuts to me. It's the same thing as people saying if you dress slutty you deserve to be raped. Like that's absolutely ridiculous. Stop people from raping, stop people from abducting women that are just trying to exercise. It's ridiculous. I know. I mean like the the big thing in the news is that he was an illegal uh he's an illegal immigrant, immigrant. from from um Venezuela, I think, right? Yeah. And and like, listen, I don't even feel like talking about that. And I don't even care about that. What I care about is that this guy, regardless of even where he's from, has been arrested several times doing shit and like keeps just getting let out and getting away with it. And now this it's just like it, it, I feel like I'm blue in the face, just repeating the same things over and over again. Like, oh, this person has a, a long rap sheet and they didn't get in trouble. Shocker. Like. It's it's just so sad because. You send your kid away to college. You think that they're going to be safe on campus. Apparently, that can't that campus is like really large and beautiful, and they have an excellent police force and stuff. But you can't just have them watch every single person at every time. And I I just think it's if you want to run up the street, even if you want to wear your like ear pods and you want to exercise, why can't you exercise? Like, why do you have to worry? That that some person and some criminal is going to come out of the woods and 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 try to assault you and kill you and you have to fight for your life. Yeah, I mean, I think the bigger issue here is, like you said, it's not like his status in the country necessarily, but it's the fact that he's a repeat offender that just keeps getting let out. And I think that we need to see some reform with this because we talk about it so often with sexual offenders, right? Like they go to jail only for a couple years. And in my mind, I see rape the same as murder. Once somebody's been raped, even if they could mentally get past it, their their life is ruined. It will never be exactly the same as it was before. So I think it should be treated as such where you get a life sentence. I, I even think really it should be punishable by death, but that's a whole other argument. Well, he, but, I guess this guy, this guy was in trouble for trying to sexually assault a minor, actually, I believe it was in, I think it was in New York. And then it's just like, oh, so you could just go move down to Georgia and just like, that's it. Like, but, but the, the I mean, the problem is, is that they come from another country and we don't even know that like they could be a serial rapist in their country and then come here. We don't know anything about them. So it's like. You're treating it as their first offense, right? Maybe he did something inappropriate with a young person and that's his first offense here. But you don't know what that guy's been doing for the past 10 years of his life in another country. You know what I mean? It's just like, and that's where the problem lies in is that you just don't know, you don't know who you're letting in. You know what I mean? So 
Well, I just, I don't even, I think every news outlet is trying to take that as the biggest component of this. And I think the biggest problem in this story is that we see these repeat offenders. Like why, if he was doing crimes in his country of origin, also why wasn't he in prison there? And well, why did some countries don't even, don't even consider that a bad thing. And why did our system fail this girl as well? It's just, this is things we just are going to keep talking about it. Like, it hurts to talk about that yeah. this innocent and girl's life was taken from her because we as a country cannot get our shit together in so many levels. With I understand we're, we're lacking resources when it comes to imprisoning people and everything like that, but like what there's so many things that they're focusing on that don't really matter and then you hear things like this so often did i tell you did i tell you in my state that the thing that they were focusing on last week was the we don't have a a muffin for a state muffin for New Jersey. Yeah, I mean that's what the legislators were dealing with, uh, the, naming a state muffin. It, it's the and same you're with just the like people bags. are getting raped up in here, and you're like worried about muffins. Like, come on, it's the same with the plastic bags. Uh, in 2022, they d- took plastic bags out of stores, and they found that the new bags that the cloth causing, ones that are reusable yeah. are causing three times more damage to the environment than the plastic bags were. It's like, focus your energy on things that matter. It's just getting absolutely ridiculous. This So this next case is is kind of crazy. So in Miami, it was a seemingly normal day when this guy made himself a meal, made himself some tea. He goes outside to take a call from his boss, comes back in, and offers his girlfriend a bite of his tortilla. It's a tortilla meal. I'm going to assume it was like a quesadilla <laughs> or tacos or something. Yeah, what the hell's a tortilla meal? I don't know. Whatever it was, one, though. yeah, I'm genuinely considering ordering tacos when we're done this today for lunch. Um, but <laughs> she, the girlfriend takes a bite of his spicy tortilla meal and says it's too spicy. So he offers the cup of tea to give her some relief. And she's like, no, I'm good. So then he goes, he takes the cup and takes a giant gulp of the tea. And immediately his throat's on fire. He realizes it smells like bleach really strong. He dumps it into the sink and finds remnants of these bleach tablets they have in the home in the cup and says, did you put bleach in my tea to the girlfriend? And she says, oh, I thought it was sugar. Uh, Oh, wow. (laughs) You know, it's not sugar. Also, an investigation found that they had powdered sugar in their house only, which was in an upper cabinet with other spices and baking materials. And the bleach tablets were kept under the sink. So not really any room for confusing them. Anyway, she's been arrested for attempted murder. So so I had one time in surgical pathology, I received an auto or a, an esophagus resection. So a surgical specimen of an esophagus that a, a young girl tried to kill herself by drinking bleach. And it was so gnarly that what happened to her esophagus, it just had so much swelling and edema and it smelled, it smelled so terrible, just like dead tissue and blood and bleach. It just was the it was so terrible and she ended up dying of course um but they attempted to save her life by removing her esophagus the the chemical the active chemical in bleach is called sodium hypochlorite and it's it's corrosive to tissues and it causes tissue death it could cause extreme burns and it will kill you if you drink enough of it it's just it it's it's not cool to do to a person especially no and it let was alone t- yourself and it was a tablet meant to be dissolved in a five-gallon bucket. So 
I can't even imagine how potent it was. And in, just, fo- in four ounces of tea? Yeah, and all the neighbors that saw this lady getting arrested were like, I thought they were really happy, and he seemed to think it came out of left field, too. So what was going on with this lady? Yeah, don't know. Okay, next is this kind of wild thing. So a doorbell camera caught a father's murder confession. So newly released footage from a ring doorbell shows a man confessing to the murder of his 22-year-old son. So if you watch this video, clearly an altercation was going on and his wife had been communicating to the husband through the doorbell camera because you know how you could talk through them. Yeah. So did did you watch the video? Because yeah. I, I mean, like, their conversation, th- his confession isn't even the most disturbing thing to me. It's more how, like, the mom was reacting to it. Yeah, That's exactly. her, son, her son. Exactly. So I think the dad was in shock a little bit, right? Because he did start crying eventually, but he just was being very manic. But he's telling his wife through this ring doorbell camera that the fighting got so bad with the 22-year-old son that he then shot him. So I don't know what, it wasn't really clear what they were fighting about. It seemed like the kid was just trying to be rebellious and irresponsible 22-year-old. And they just were screaming at each other and it escalated. But you can see the entire conversation between the husband and wife of him telling her what happened. And then he says to call his brother. He calls 911 on himself. There's, in the video as well, there's some body cam footage of the arrest of him. Just like, how but do you the, get to that point? But the mom is sitting there. I, I feel like she was asking her husband if he was okay. Yeah, it and was she, very I'm, bizarre. I'm t- it was so bizarre. And I'm like, sh- he just told you that he killed your son and you're worried about him being upset? I just, I thought, I, I was I was like annoyed by it. That right there makes me think that the, the son was completely justified in fighting with them all the time because... There, there's something weird going on there. Like, why would why would you protect the, the husband in that situation that just murdered your son? Especially because at the end of the conversation, she said he's going to jail. Like, she was worried about her husband going to jail, which I don't I can't ever imagine being in this position where my husband killed my son. Right. But I so I would probably be devastated on both ends like a my child's dead and now my husband's going away like I just essentially lost my whole family but you have to have some anger too towards the person that did that what is going on in that household who knows but all right this next story is really disturbing so in a totally unlikely move a Dunkin Donuts employee offered a free cup of coffee to this guy in the drive-thru to which he did not like, he took the hot cup of coffee and threw it back in her face, which gave her some severe burns. What, like, what is happening? It, why would that ever prompt somebody to get angry? So, I don't know. So, they're saying that the motive is still really unclear. Um, and then this study came out that between 2017 and 2020, they analyzed incidents at California large city big fast food restaurants. So, you have to think, like, Sacramento, San Francisco, Los Angeles, right? So they take all this data from these major cities and they find that in this three-year period, there were 77,000 violent or threatening incidents at fast food establishments. So clearly people have something going on when they're (laughs) with these employees. And most of the time, I wouldn't say I, I I definitely don't agree with this guy's actions. I understand frustration 
with certain places when you're in a rush and they just especially totally... especially Dunkin' Donuts because as... they screw up your order every single time you go there. Or like at the Dunkin' near your house, there's just a guy that like molests my hand every time he hands me the coffee. <laughs> He's like, he, he grabs your hand and goes like, ooh, here's your change. Thank you. No, like if you're watching YouTube, like he literally <laughs> will grab my entire hand like this and I want to throw up every time. So I stopped going there. <laughs> because she, it was- she, dri- she does. She drives out of the way to go to a different Dunkin' Donuts so she doesn't have to be hand molested by the Dunkin' Donuts. It is employee. so inappropriate to be touching somebody like that. I'm sorry, but I actually did go there the other day and another guy there was being creepy to, to me. Maybe so it's that, his son. That definitely sealed the deal. So did you hear, do you remember, you probably don't because this was the year you were born back in 1994. That McDonald's was sued because a woman got like third degree burns from the coffee. Yeah, there's like a famous Seinfeld episode about it. Yeah, I mean, it's true. And I used to think that at first when I heard it for years, I thought that it was kind of ridiculous that you would sue McDonald's for that. But then when you hear that they were keeping the coffee like 200 degrees and handing it over to someone and it spills on your lap and apparently like the hotter the coffee is and the lo- it, the quicker it takes to burn you so even if the coffee is is 150 degrees it could really burn your skin very quickly as opposed to if it was let's say 120 degrees it could be on your skin it would need to be on your skin like a little bit longer in order to cause a burn so but I don't know. Like Duncan's coffee is really freaking hot. Like I get it and I don't drink it even try to drink it for like a solid hour after I get it. So I actually had a really interesting conversation only two weeks ago with Ricky about this because I went to Duncan near my house. I got a coffee and it was so unbearably hot. I couldn't even hold the cup. Yeah, that happens sometimes. It hurts your hand to hold the cup, even with the with the double cup or the cup warmer on it. And I said, I don't understand the philosophy behind this because most people getting coffee want to drink it immediately. And then he brought up a really valid point that the people that complain the most are the people that are going to want the hottest coffee. So is it better to leave it hot to avoid dealing with Karen's? Because it I, will cool down for us that want to drink it at a normal Listen, when, when Gabe and I went to Cape May, right, we stopped at Dunkin' in our town on the, to, on the way down the shore. And it took us about an hour. I think it takes like an hour and a half to get all the way down to Cape May. I didn't even start drinking my coffee until we got to the hotel because it was that hot. It's so hot. So I don't know. I, I know that they have this thing that if they brew it like hotter, it tastes better, which is probably true because have you ever bought the Dunkin' coffee and tried to make it at your house? Like it just doesn't taste the same ever. No. So I, I don't know what the case may be, but regardless, you getting any kind of hot fluid pushed into your mouth like that in your face, it could burn your mouth, your lips, your face, skin. She She could get it said that her skin blistered, but that could be like a severe second degree burn. And she could have permanent scars from that. And why? Because she was being nice. She probably made an extra coffee and was like, here, do you? this happens sometimes, right? Yeah. Well, they're saying it mimicked this trend in the mid 2000s called fire in the hole where teenagers would go oh, to like McDonald's and order a soda and then throw it back in the place. But then a lawsuit ended up coming about because somebody threw one... There was a soda mixed with hot sauce and it burned an employee really bad. Um, 
oh got God. in their Kids face. Kids are so dumb. In my day, it was called coning, and we would go to McDonald's <laughs> and grab ice cream cones upside down, and it was totally harmless and just Yeah, idiotic. didn't you just, like, put it on the, on the like, little stand like where they're Like, when they stand- would hand it to you, you would just grab it, like, upside down, like, by the ice cream, and then drive away while staring at them. It was the what, dumbest what, shit ever. When you, and you would have the ice cream on your hand? Yeah, it was oh, just, that, that. <laughs> it was when YouTube first started really oh, coming Jesus. around. So, all right, this next story pisses me off so bad. In June 2023, this mother thought it was a great idea to leave her 16-month-old daughter in her playpen for 10 days so she could go on vacation. Like, who did she go on vacation with? Well, and- that person wasn't like, where's your baby? First of all, it said she went on vacation to Detroit. And I don't know who's going on vacation to Detroit. But then she went to Puerto Rico. Um, yeah, exactly. Nobody, I don't know. It was kind of uh, reminding me of like Casey Anthony a little bit. Like nobody was like, where the fuck is your kid? Right. Or maybe she just lied and said it was with a caretaker. But when she returned den- 10 days later, shockingly, the girl was found not breathing. And the emergency responders claimed she was extremely dehydrated and died from starvation as well so when they when they came to the house was she dead already or was she still alive and and like holding on to life i couldn't really figure that out and the reason i ask is because she was home alone for 10 days and if you don't have anything to drink for even like a few days you'll die you can go without food that long but without something to drink so i was wondering if maybe she packed a couple bottles in her playpen and then the kid ran out or something just imagine a 16 month old child fending for themselves and how disgusting that is no it is disgusting they said the child was pronounced dead shortly after emergency responders arrived so i'm going to assume she was dead when they got there i i like this is why i i'm a fan of like uh, eye for an eye i think why don't we just you don't have to put her in jail. Just like let her sit in in a house and just like don't feed her and give her anything to drink for ten days and see what happens. So she pleaded guilty to aggravated murder, child endangerment as part of a plea deal. But I don't understand what the plea deal is because she still faces a life term when she's sentenced in a couple of weeks. So maybe she won't get death. I don't what really a know. Bag. Um. Yeah, I don't know what the policy in Ohio I'm starting is. to think, you know, I, I was listening to Nancy Grace the other day, and she was interviewing the mom of that girl, that 11-year-old girl that just got kidnapped from before she was going on her bus. We didn't even talk about that because I just hate talking about these terrible stories of with kids. But uh, Nancy Grace was interviewing the mom who had an interesting perspective because Nancy's just like, he needs to fry and die and, 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 you know, get the death penalty. And the mom was like, I don't want him to get the death penalty. Like, he'll go, he'll go to jail. And when you go to jail, when you do stuff to little kids, like they take care of you in jail. And, yeah. and, and she would rather him get that treatment for the rest of his life rather than like getting the easy way out and getting the death penalty. And I think that that's, an interesting way to look at it like this this woman's going to be in jail and people are going to find out what she did to her kid and hopefully she just gets the it's karmic back. justice yes exactly okay so this next one um happened in january on an alaskan airlines flight from seattle to vegas this passenger made a weapon out of pens and rubber bands and started stabbing a fellow passenger in an unprovoked attack 
I want to say I guess this one slipped under the radar considering they had a a door fly off only 10 days before <laughs> this incident took place. So I guess that's why we're only hearing about it now. Um, but it seems like this guy was paranoid that the guy sitting across from him was an undercover uh, DEA agent or some kind of drug law enforcement officer and thought he was following him around and it was related to the cartel and so he tried to kill him and it did turn out the guy was a cop but it doesn't seem it does seem like that it was pure coincidence yeah and maybe just because the guy was a cop he just looked like a cop so that's why yeah. he, he thought that but this guy he wanted to kill him and he stabbed him in the eye and was saying that he hoped he reached his brain so he could kill him and when they arrested him he said i'll only talk to the fbi so like what is going on oh that's so weird because he probably thought that he that that was really what he thought it was that's insane but they show a picture of the weapon that he used and he literally has two pens next to each other that are rubber band together and it just new fear unlocked of it, another weapon that could be used and you know we have talked about so many plane stories lately and they're all boeings and they're all like alaska airlines or something of that nature so i don't know i i want to hear a perspective from somebody on this flight Guys, if you know a flight attendant that does TikToks or is really like does YouTube or any content creation related to flying, we would love to talk to them about yeah, procedures. Yeah, we have so we really have so many questions. So like, please just, message us and let us know if you know anybody that does that type of content. We would absolutely love to interview somebody about how they handle situations like this. Or if anybody was actually on one of these crazy flights like the Alaskan flight, I would just I'd love to hear the experience honestly oh, yeah. because it sounds uh, like for when you when you're just a person that doesn't fly that much, you just think like, oh, my God, I would just drop dead if that happened to me. Right. Like I, I, I don't even know how you go on with your life after something like that. So it's just interesting. But in this case, it doesn't really seem like anybody else was at threat besides the, the guy that he stabbed. But apparently it was like bleeding all over the place and stuff like what what is that like? Because every flight I've been on is relatively boring with the exception of the guy that jerked off in front of me but you know it, I, I've never experienced anything like that no um yeah well at least this happened at not at least but it happened towards the end of the flight so they at least got to their destination because yeah they didn't have to turn around after like five hours or whatever yeah all right let's talk about some medical news a human finger has been found in the Walmart parking lot in Ohio so last <laughs> So last week it was a leg in in the Bronx, right? Just like <laughs> chilling on the platform. Still never heard. Not, like I love that these news stories come out, and it's like you just never hear anything else. Like how was a human leg just on the platform of a train, and now there's just a finger at Walmart, and they believe it belongs to a woman, and they don't know anything about it, uh, and they do not suspect the finding is a result of a suspicious action, which I think is a really bold statement well, to make. That well. I think, no, I understand this because it's the same exact thing I was saying about the leg, right? There's, it's probable that it's from a person that had an auto amputation of their finger and there's signs of gangrene on it. And that's why they're saying it doesn't look suspicious because if it looks suspicious, you would see either a laceration at the edge of the wound indicating that something really hard fell on it and made it like fall off or somebody hammered it off. Or there would be an incisional wound that would show that somebody cut it off. So if neither of those things were found, to me, it, and because that would be 
suspicious, right? That either they did it to themselves or somebody did it to them. But if it just had evidence of pathology on it, like gangrene, they could say, okay, this is a natural process. So this person lost their finger. We don't know whose it is, but it it came off naturally. Okay, so a finger can slip off a little more undetected. But what about when you're on the train platform and you're seeing a guy that's leg just slips off and <laughs> falls in the track yep. and that's that? I would say that I've never seen anything like that with a whole leg, but I, I have seen it with a foot and maybe even a lower leg and a foot. So when they say they found the leg, is it like a leg all the way up to the hip or is it a leg... A foot with a little leg on it. it. It's very, I need to know the details of that. I, I need the eyewitness that saw this fall off and just right. went about their day. Right. We might, we might need to start doing calls, like call days and have them set up with like people that, you know, put all the news stories up and be like, if anybody had anything to do with these stories, just call us because we need more information. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Next is all about Zinn. So Zin's a nicotine alternative marketed as a, quote, fresh way to enjoy nicotine. But as we learned, no nicotine is good nicotine. So do you want to explain exactly what this is for everybody? First, I just hate these people, okay? Zin, I hate Philip Morris. They're the biggest scumbags on the earth. The people that have created cigarettes and, and most of the problems you see with tobacco and tobacco-related illness is because of these people. It started off in... The 1950s, when there was all these scientific studies starting getting done, like, why are all these people getting lung cancer? And then they associated it with tobacco. And then Philip Morris was just like, yeah, no, our stuff is safe. And they kept saying it was safe, even though they knew it was safe. And then finally, when they couldn't ignore it anymore, they came out with these low tar cigarettes, which they knew weren't safe either, but they told people that they were safe. And then they said second degree smoke wasn't an issue and said that it was safe to smoke in front of people. They... They have paperwork dating back to the, the 1950s also saying that the, Philip Morris would say all the way up into the 90s and the 80s that they would say that nicotine wasn't addictive, but they found paperwork that said that they knew about it in the 1950s. So they're scumbags, right? So why in the world would you trust them with this new safe product they came out of? You have to be a moron to think that this shit is safe. Yeah, and I mean, not surprisingly, also, it's very attractive to teenagers, as other smoking products are as well. So it's just really scary to think that people are being marketed these quote-unquote alternatives when they're, they're healthy alternatives, when they're not better for you. It's just, it's the same thing with vaping, and it's the same thing with these. So this is a nicotine pouch that you put in your mouth against your, your gum line and the inside of your mouth. And it helps the nicotine get into your blood system. So they're marketing as like, it's safe. You're not burning it. You're not getting the carcinogens from burning it, which is true. However, it you have no idea what the long-term effects of having that against the tissues in your mouth are going to be, which I assure you they won't be good. It, it nicotine is just not good for you. It increases your heart rate. It increases your risk for cardiovascular disease. It's not good. And the fact that they're bypassing, like they're saying that you have to be 21 to buy it, but they bypass the advertising stuff now and have influencer kids do it that can't be regulated as much. And it's so fucked up. Yeah, it really is. And then this kind of leads into our next story too, which is, 
Studies are coming out over time that showing that cannabis, whether smoked, eaten, or vaporized, is associated with higher numbers of cardiovascular outcomes. Duh. Yeah. Like, again, it, it's, I've been saying this all the time. They do, they, they wanted to legalize it. At first, I was, years ago, when I really didn't read a whole lot about this and wasn't really up to date on how bad this really is until I started talking to one of the doctors that I worked with who was a urologist, um, I used to be like, well, you know what? Weed's not that bad. If people want to smoke it, whatever. And it's just, it's it's really bad for you. It's bad for your brain. It's bad for your psyche. And it's bad for your body. It's, it, I mean, they're doing these studies that are showing that you have a 25% more increase of a heart attack and a 42% chance, a higher risk of a stroke from using marijuana. Uh, like, I just don't understand. So what they do is they make it legal, right? And now everybody thinks that it's safe because the government says it's safe and it's not. It's it's the same as alcohol. Like there's this certain level of you think it's safe because the government says so and it's and it's just not. And I, I that's why I was kind of not for them making it legal cuz we're going to see an increase of this. So like we finally got people to stop smoking cigarettes as much, right? And now they're going to be smoking weed instead, and it's just going to cause the same problems. Yeah. So also speaking of dangerous is some candies I know you and I really enjoy. This story actually pisses me off, too, because I think this is this is a good story that you guys should read the article because I can't list every single thing that's in this article that is considered a carcinogen that we're currently eating all the time. But you know, Easter's coming up and the traditional thing that you put in a kid's Easter basket if you celebrate Easter is these marshmallow peeps, which are like, I've been eating them my entire life. Yeah, they're heavenly. But now they're saying that that they they certain colors of them contain this red dye number three, which has been banned in the, in Europe, right? Because it's a carcinogen. But in the United States, you're get this, this is the best part of it. It's banned in cosmetics because it causes cancer. But it's not banned in food. Yeah, like how no fucked sense. up is that? And and it's like all it is. It's not like for a flavor or anything. It's to make a color. How ridiculous is that? And it's a pink marshmallow peeps, purple ones, and and like marshmallow peeps are are not even the problem. It's in every. It's in so many candies they have listed there. Yeah, the and, number one offender is candy corn, hot tamales, Pez, Six Licks. I don't know who's eating sixlets. I mean, those are gross. I know. I used to hate getting those at Halloween, but they're <laughs> actually kind of decent if you try them. They're just like weird. M&M's the most common, I would say. I mean, I eat M&M's No, I thought all it said the, the M&M's were, were good. I, I thought I thought it was listed like M&M's don't have this. It was no, like- No, I don't think so. I thought it was saying that they did. It, maybe the red ones do. I don't know, but- it's regardless, it's and and in the article, what's even more disturbing is they go on to list other carcinogens that are in and they tell you all the specific items at like McDonald's, Wendy's and and then other products that you can buy Doritos, like things like that. And it, it just makes you mad because you just give these things to your kids or you've been having them yourself now. Like I've been having peeps since I was a kid and I'm 44 years old. Thank God, I guess I only have them you know, once a year, but maybe I will not even maybe this, this, um, Easter when I get them for my kids, like I'm just, they're not having those colors anymore. And I actually did cut back because I used to, 
I love like Lucky Charms and my kids like them too. And I stopped letting them eat it every day because that it's in those marshmallows too. It's just like, I'm not doing it anymore, but who who cares? They don't care your kid's going to get cancer in 10 years or whatever. Like, but they're sitting there saying that there's this big increase in colorectal cancer in younger people. It's like, this is why. I follow this chick. I, for, I forgot to tell you this last week. I follow this chick on Instagram and she posted she went to some, you know, like organic coffee shop or whatever last week. It was just a story. And what she posted was that under um like a pastry close, you know, like a cake stand with a glass on top of it, they had a sign that says, we bought this McDonald's meal in 2016 and it <laughs> looked totally fresh. Yeah. There was well, no mold. It looked exactly like it did the day they got it. It was mind-blowing. Yeah, and I've heard that before, too. But if you think, I mean, yeah, especially the meat is one thing because you're like, you could think about this when we say that they find b- bodies that are mummified or they don't yeah. they don't decompose in the normal way if you put it in the right conditions. But that that's actually disturbing. And I think some woman just found some hamburger from McDonald's from the 80s, like in her wall or something a couple months <laughs> ago, and it didn't have any mold or anything on it. it, it and I could tell it was from the 80s because it looked like the wrapper from when I was a little kid. They used to put them in these like little styrofoam boxes. It was nuts. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that our lives are set up to be on the go so much. And then all of these foods, these processed foods, it's everything's processed. And when you look at the ingredients on it, I, I mean, you would think that's something that was a carcinogen. I really... I knew about the red dye for a while. I didn't know that it was banned in cosmetics and not in food in America. That's, that's. Oh, yeah. It's been for a while. That's nuts. Like, it's just nuts to me. It It's known to cause cancer. I don't know if they've ever been able to correlate it in cancer in humans, but it's definitely known to cause cancer in animals. And especially if it happens in rats and we're, we're mammals as well, that it, it's something that needs to be taken seriously. Okay. On to the next story. A woman in Ireland lost more than $800,000 loss in an injury lawsuit stemming from a car crash after photos showed her launching a Christmas tree during a post-holiday competition and winning the event. What what a fucking moron. You you win $800,000 for a for a settlement and you're going to go risk it just to prove that you could throw a 5-foot Christmas tree further than someone else. So she <laughs> The picture's great. Too. It's it's just like she's t- just posing like, hey, like I just won this contest. $800,000 is almost a million dollars. So she sued an insurance company after a 2017 car crash and claimed that it caused debilitating neck and back pain that prevented her from holding down a job for five years. The car accident was the result of someone hitting her car from the rear and allegedly left her unable to carry her young children or complete common household chores. So she quit her job shortly after receiving disability payments and argued that the previous and future lost income totaled nearly half a million dollars. So then all these pictures come out of her competing in this Christmas tree competition that involved people throwing five foot spruce trees as far as they could. And she won. Uh, oh, my God. What? And that, that was only like one year after the accident. Yeah, right? So they were like, um, no, good try. <laughs> So they gave her the money and took it back. Like, how does that work? I what? I think idiot. it was in the middle of negotiations. 
I've, I know a couple people that have tried to pull off these similar things. And it's just like how, that's the thing. You might get away with it. She might've won the money, but like, how do you live your life always when you're actually not injured to pretend like you're injured? You're always going to get caught with a picture or a video or something because you can't just live in a lie your whole life, you know? I mean, it's just completely idiotic. On yeah, all she, ends. she's a moron. This next one is the most disturbing story we're covering all week. You guys have to go in the grocery room, click on the link, and look at the photos because you just won't believe this. Sherry Moody, who is a 51-year-old high school teacher, didn't think anything of it when she got sick when she was on a field trip with her students. Within a couple of days, she started developing flu-like symptoms and then she was getting really lethargic, running a high fever, throwing up, she started having trouble breathing. So at one point, she asked her husband to take her to the emergency room, which she said she had never been to. If you look at the pictures, she looks like an extremely healthy 50-year-old woman. She's in shape. She says she eats really well. She exercises. Um, so the doctors initially told her husband she had double pneumonia, which then led to sepsis, which then subsequently led to her hands and feet needing to be amputated. All right, so let me tell you what happened. She's 51 years old, but she had a history of rheumatoid arthritis, which is an autoimmune disease that attacks your joints. So she was on medications, which can made her considered immunosuppressed, which means normally, even though she was healthy or going to the gym and anything, like normally you might be exposed to, especially she was a teacher, right? Like exposed to a sick kid, you wouldn't get sick. But when you're immunosuppressed, you're just a little bit more or even a lot of bit more likely to get sick being exposed to a certain bacteria. So she got a bacteria called strep pneumonia, which is it's it can be a nasty, a nasty bacteria in anybody that gets it. And she ended up having double pneumonia, which then got into her blood, which then caused a condition called sepsis, which is when the bacteria gets into your organs and it could cause your organs to shut down. It causes your blood pressure to go really low and, and ultimately could tell you, kill you. I've done so many autopsies on people that have died from sepsis. But the, the, the crazy thing that's bothering you the most is her arms and legs or her hands and legs. So um, they put her on a drug that is called the vasopressor and they do that because when the blood pressure is so low, they want to make sure that the blood is staying near the vital organs, like the heart and your liver, all your lungs and your lungs, all of your organs won't function without oxygenated blood, right? Unfortunately, pulling the blood closer and keeping it to the heart and the organs takes it away from the most distal parts of your body, which is your fingertips, your hands, your toes, your feet. And what happened was those extremities were not getting enough oxygenated blood and they all died off. So her hands, sometimes people just get a fingertip, it happens too. Sometimes it happens to people's whole entire hands. And when you look at this picture of her, you see that her hands and her legs are, or her feet at least, are pitch black. They're dead. And she had to get them amputated because there's no bringing them back to life at that point. Now, on one hand, you're like, Jesus, that sucks. You're not going to have hands and feet you're used to being an able adult but on the other hand like she's alive and she could get prosthetics and have a completely long life now you know and i think that you have to take it into perspective that that's what happened yeah and i think this is really admirable because she seems to really be taking on this new life with the most positive attitude ever and like that's the best possible outcome you could see out of something like this yeah i mean when 
when you almost die and and think about her husband dealing with this and thinking that she was going to die she was in a medically induced coma at one point like she just you you sit there and you say like okay this isn't really that important i mean it it is you need you don't need your hands and feet to live though you just don't and there's plenty of people that live fulfilling lives without them Okay, on to other death news. We have this sad story about a teen who was charged after helping his girlfriend with her suicide. So a Texas teenager's been charged with helping his 17-year-old girlfriend take her own life, and authorities are saying after an extensive investigation, they collected evidence that indicated that he assisted with the suicide. Yeah, it's it seems like they some of the articles were saying that they didn't really know why they decided it, but it seems like he was texting her and he was the one that picked her up from her house and brought her to the location where her body was found. They said her body was found in a pond. I don't know how they, what she looked like, what her cause of death was and how they determined it was suicide versus homicide because they were on and off boyfriends. And he did lie about, he, I guess investigators asked him when was the last time he talked to her and he said it was like, a week prior or something and here it was he was lying so i don't know how they really determined that it was suicide versus homicide but maybe they'll come out with that and let us know cuz there's definitely ways to tell that but um yeah i i think that it especially makes me a little alarmed that they were on again and off again what his intentions were and why you would help someone do that instead of the well, i guess the mom the mom said she was trying to help her, right? It seemed like they were long distance and they had met when both of their families were on vacation. So maybe that was a contributing uh, factor of why okay. their relationship was on off. Do you remember something similar happened 10 years ago and this really blew up where um, a, an 18-year-old boy had uh, died by suicide after putting the pipe in his car? I don't know exactly what that method's called. Oh, carbon monoxide poisoning. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, and they later found texts where his girlfriend had been encouraging him to do it. And she later was convicted of involuntary manslaughter and served 11 months for encouraging him to go through with it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, because, you know, you should be trying everything in your power to get somebody help, even if they really I, think it's the end of the road and not be pushing them towards doing it. Apparently, the mom had her in therapy, but it was I mean, when you're in crisis like suicide crisis go into a therapist once a week ain't going to do shit you need you need like maybe inpatient treatment and medications and like a hardcore approach to get a person out of that space and then having a an influential person like a boyfriend kind of maybe not egging you on but helping you along with it is is definitely he needs to be punished for that Breaking news, Chick-fil-A recall on Polynesian sauce. Why? Because of red dye number three? Hold on. Let me read it really quick. I just got the alert, but oh my God. I think this is important PSA because we <laughs> huge Chick-fil-A people. Oh, God. I'm not, I'm not eating it for it a It may while, contain but... wheat and soy allergy. Oh. Well, whatever. That's, whatever. That's, that, well, that's important to uh, it is people important. that have silly... No, it is important because we've just been talking about this stuff, so they should recall it and let people know so they don't accidentally having an issue. Yeah, and it, but there's probably there's probably red dye number three in it because it it is pretty red. It's so delicious, though. Yeah, but is it is it that delicious that you want to get cancer? 
No. <laughs> All right. On to question of the day. Every Friday on that at Mother Knows Death Instagram account, we post a little question box. You can ask us whatever you want. Um, make sure to look out for it. It will be up definitely every single Friday. I usually post it around early to mid-morning. Then it stays up until Saturday morning. First, is there anything about autopsy that grosses you out besides smell slash poop? Um... The smell and the poop don't, I, I mean, they're gross. It's gross, but it doesn't really gross me out Um, to the point where, like, I wouldn't do it. I mean, I wouldn't want to, like, eat lunch there, although I have. Well, you <laughs> said your number one is maggots gross like, you out. Well, maggots definitely, maggots, I don't know if they gross me out. They just make me feel like I have to take a shower and they make me feel very itchy and I don't like <laughs> that feeling. Like, even... Even if I just see one, it just triggers this response in me that makes me very itchy. Um, really, what grosses me out is if a person has been in the hospital for a long time and they might not have taken a shower for a long time, sometimes their head is like really, really crusty and the, and I have to brush their hair when I move, when I make a part across their hair to take out the brain. And sometimes, like, if I'm using the comb, a piece of the comb will just get stuck on the scalp and, like, pull off these big chunks of, like, skin attached to some hair and stuff. Um, just think about it. Like, you you shed all these skin cells every day, but when you take a shower, you're you're washing them off and cleaning off your skin, kind of exfoliating a little bit. But if you don't wash your hair for three months, you get, like, buildup on your scalp. And... There's something about like wet hair and crusty scalp kind of is like gross. But I don't I don't know if there's anything that 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 would prevent me from doing it. There's there's definitely some people that smell worse than others. Things uh pathology conditions that make people smell worse than others like sepsis makes people smell really bad. It makes you it, I feel like it, it accelerates decomposition and it just makes people smell a little worse. Sometimes they're juicier, like things like that. But I guess that's that's the kind of stuff. Next, what does the Q stand for in Maria Q. Kane? Well, I used to have a very unique name, which was Maria Qualtieri. And then I married an Irishman, and now my last name is Kane. So, <laughs> went, went, boring. There's a lot of Maria when it, Canes. When, so when Maria was getting married, the girls were like, you know, we didn't want Maria to change her last name because that's my la that's my maiden name. And the girls would be like, Kane is lame. Don't <laughs> change your name to Kane. It's lame. Yeah. So um, I I definitely have liked my identity shift, even though I felt like I was in crisis for, the, you know, the first couple of months after you change your name and you're just like, who am I anymore? Maybe I'm, I'm the only I person. <laughs> I didn't care because Gabe's last name it was like equally as cool as my last name, so I didn't care. But if his last name was Kane, I don't. I mean, I feel like I would have because it's just like a, no, it's I don't. like a family respect thing. But I, I wouldn't have been happy about it. That was um, you know, you know our friend Nancy, other Maria's friend Nancy. Yeah. She um, we don't have to say her name, but she had a really cool Italian last name, and then her husband's is so boring, and she just hates it. She's just like, this isn't who I am. Like she, she's like a very like super South Philly Italian person, you know. It's just I funny. don't hate the name Kane at all. I actually really like it. I just there's a lot of Maria Canes, and I needed to do something to 
differentiate myself from them. And Q is not all that common in the last name. So and and also like whenever, you know, if you go to anthropology or something and they always sell like a mug with it with an initial like we just had the coolest initial Q. It's just very unique. It, it's very specific to our family because there's not that many people that have a last name of Q. Um so it is, I mean, sometimes I have like a little Q initial earring I'll wear sometimes and stuff. And because um, it's it's our letter. That's like our real last names. Yeah. So I I like my last, I like my new last name because A, I like, you know, just as like wife pride having it tied to my husband, but also everybody could say it and spell it, which is totally refreshing. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been cool. So I wanted to keep the Q in there in some capacity because I loved my last, my old last name my maiden name but I wanted to also honor my husband and take his name but did I tell you that um Ricky's cousin whose last name is Kane his wife's maiden name was also Kane they're not related oh yeah I know that I mean how boring is that she said she was like I didn't even change paperwork or anything because what was the point of going through it to think so funny okay uh what are our favorite activities to decompress from the job um, I like to decorate my house, so I like to paint my house a lot. I've painted a lot of my house, which, you know, it's it's pretty much all done now, but I always am like, oh, I might want to change this or I might want to do this. So love doing that, and I love taking care of my plants, gardening. Maria kind of does the same thing. Um, like I'm dying for the the spring to happen so I could do my outside world because all I'm stuck with right now is my inside world. But um, Maria does a little bit. I do crafts too, but Maria does a little bit more crafts than I do. Yeah, I embroider a lot, especially in the winter since I've been um, in the house a lot more. I've been doing that. I'm working on a really cool Phillies cardigan right now, so I'm hoping that turns out really nice. And that um, you get done it next week so you could do mine before we go to the game. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I could, that that's me getting blown off that that's not happening. I'll have to wear some basic bitch uh, Philly shirt at the game and you'll look all cute. Well, when I'm on my long drive next week, let me see where I get accomplished with my current sweater and then we'll see where you fit in. Um, and then I also read and then I just love watching TV. So <laughs> watch yeah, a lot I don't, of TV. I don't ever watch TV. Although... We try to set time aside for like to do family night. So we do like family movie night or we do family game night. We'll play like Monopoly or something. But we watched um I'm so you're so not invited to my bat mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Is it bat mitzvah? Yeah. The girl one. And um I loved it so much. It was so good. We watched it again last night actually. It's <laughs> it's just it's just so good. Like it's funny and it's just um you know, it's about a dad that has two teenage daughters. So it's just like we're getting there and we've had that with you. So it's relatable and it I loved it. But that's that's about the extent of TV that I've watched. Oh, I watched Millionaire Matchmaker reruns too. That was I mean I that show gay, is just incredible. So it it really is. It's just so it's so bad. Like it's so bad it's good. But I um it that that I put that on on like a Friday or Saturday night just to totally like sometimes talking about this content and writing about this content and seeing this content all the time is just like a little bit much. And when I want to completely like detach from reality, it's good to watch Patty Stanger blasting <laughs> girls for like looking sloppy at dating events. 
Yeah, last week I feel like we had a lot of heavy stories, so I watched Catching Kelsey, the Travis Kelsey dating show, which was actually pure joy because it was so dumb and like pure peak reality television, so I absolutely enjoyed every second of it. Because sometimes just, you know, shows get really dark and it's hard to talk about dark content all day and then watch dark content all night. Yeah, I could, like, I was watching Forensic Files. I love Forensic Files. I think it's a really great show, but, like, it's it's heavy and it's heavy on top of heavy. Like when I feel people always ask me that, like, do you, do you watch gore movies and stuff like that? Like I actually, I don't like to watch movies that, that set that are sad that make me cry. Even though like Barbie made me cry. I don't like to, I don't like to watch movies where people are getting hurt. And, and I just want to watch like, that's why like you're so not invited to my bat mitzvah. Cause it's like, it's just, it's 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 just benign and it it's it just makes me smile and it doesn't make me feel like gross or it, it, although there are very awkward parts in it for sure but not not like that not like the heaviness of the real life stories we talk about here no like i've been watching eastbound and down which i don't know if you've ever seen but i absolutely love danny mcbride and it's about baseball and it's so funny and i just need that sometimes to just chill out there's a lot of heavy things to be covered in this world. Yeah, definitely. And we, and of course, we are big. Um, our family is big baseball fans. So we, when's is the is Easter our first game? Easter's our first game, but opening yeah, so we day have like, is a couple of days before that. Oh, okay. Yeah, we have um, like partial season tickets, and we go, and all of us go together, and it's really great. So that's kind of our spring, summer, fall activity for all of us. And going to the shore in between, but that's, I mean, sometimes we do that a couple times a week, so we're, we're like huge Phillies people. Yeah, and that's the best way to decompress. Even when they have a horrible game, it's still nice to just sit there and eat snacks and nice weather and chill out and just yeah, watch it. exactly. So thank you guys so much. We will see you next week and have a great rest of the weekend. Thanks. See you guys. Thank you for listening to Mother Knows Death. As a reminder, my training is as a pathologist assistant. I have a master's level education and specialize in anatomy and pathology education. I am not a doctor and I have not diagnosed or treated anyone, dead or alive, without the assistance of a licensed medical doctor. This show, my website, and social media accounts are designed to educate and inform people based on my experience working in pathology so they can make healthier decisions regarding their life and well-being. Always remember that science is changing every day and the opinions expressed in this episode are based on my knowledge of those subjects at the time of publication. If you are having a medical problem, have a medical question, or are having a medical emergency, please contact your physician or visit an urgent care center, emergency room, or hospital. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Mother Knows Death on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you get podcasts. Thanks.